This is a Demon FM podcast. Hi, and welcome to Robcast, the podcast for my good friend Robert Fitzpatrick. Hello, how are you doing, ladies and gentlemen? And how are you doing, the studio, Reese? Uh, all right. You know, I said uh, earlier, I'm like Hermione in the third Harry Potter book, where mm. she's just taken on all of the subjects at once, and it's slowly killing her and driving her insane. I need a time turner. Basically, is work just getting you down? There's just so much of it. So I think I've got a cure for you in a way. I mean, it's a bit it's a bit like work, but it's about probably one of our favourite topics in the world. Oh, yeah. I'm totally looking forward to this. I'm so here for this. We're going to be talking about anime, boys. Woo! I lit. mean, um, our friendship basically started because... I, I don't know when we... Like, when it, we just started... I remember what it was. It was Game of Thrones. Natasha asked us to do oh, the Game yeah. of Thrones radio show for... Demon 48 rag last year. Like seven in the morning. Yeah. I think we just got talking about anime. uh, Yes. We found out we had so much in common. You have got anime merch for days in your room. I I am a proprietor collector of Dragon Ball Z figures and and other merchandise like books and such. Yes. And it's like my little shrine I have in the corner of my room on some shelves. And why the hell not? I mean, they bring me joy. I mean, that's what people like. People like come over and say, why have you got so many figures that just stand? You can't do anything with them. Yeah. I just look at them and they bring me joy. Exactly. And it's better that than like alcohol or cigarettes. It's an investment. They'll be with you forever. I mean, um, what is it? My my parents call them dollies, and I'm like, they're not dollies. They're collectible <laughs> figures. Learn your place. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, that, I mean, talking about just that subject when my parents viewing it like that, we can get onto the topic of this podcast. Yes, yes. in the sense that why do most people in the West? I'm not saying all, because there are. I know there are a lot of you out there who love um, anime as much yes. as we do, but there's just a stigma on anime isn't there and there is it's it's just i don't know why i think it's immediately dismissed because it's uh, like a foreign art form Mm. media form and unless it's food people aren't interested in things that are from another country yeah yeah it's just i think it's obviously because of the the way um we have animation and cartoons are done over here i think um just the perception in the West is that it's just very childish, like yeah. animation is very childish. But in terms, it's it's really you know not that way. You know, in reality, I mean, we'll be getting onto it later in the podcast. Yeah. But the likes of Studio Ghibli films, yes, oh like, my goodness, gracious. absolute like masterpieces, not just of animation but of cinema and just, storytelling. Yeah, just in wonderful, general, wonderful pieces of art. Yeah, I mean, so where should we should we start at like the origins of anime? Yeah, give it we? give us a bit of a back some background information. We've got notes here, so if you ever hear like a, a little mouse going off, it's because I've got an extensive amount of notes to go over. Um, <laughs> We're but, prepared, Joel. Yeah, the origins of anime stretched all the way back, which I found really surprising, to the beginning of the twentieth century, so nineteen oh seven. I mean, this wasn't like anime as we know it today, but it was like using. Um, basically animation and art as a way of yes. communicating a, um, a story in Japan that's not, like, childish, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, 
Uh, it was a film called, oh God, I'm sorry if I butcher these names. Kasudo Shashin. Katsudo Shashin. Oh, what, Reese on the pronunciation today. Honey. Oh, honey. Um, <laughs> but also, Toei Animations, the studio behind the beloved series, especially in the West, Dragon Ball and One Piece. Um, obviously, One Piece is more of, a, I'd say, more of a Japanese favourite. I think it's been top of the charts of Shonen Jump for the past 12 I years. I mean... That's how long it's been running for. So it's, yeah, it's, it's majorly popular. They keep churning it out. And uh, Mushi Productions produced the first color anime, so like anime we know what it looks like today. Yes. Um, in 1958, with the tale of the white serpent. I mean, that is going back a long way. Like, that is. That's nearly as old as I am. So, <laughs> I mean, if you if you look at that, I mean, it's like if it's been going for this long, why is it only being sort of discovered in the West now? I think as the field of media has grown, mm. because now it's so easy to like view and experience other cultures to a degree. Not you can't yeah. completely and fully immerse yourself in it, but through the internet mm. and communications that way. Um, I mean, th- I would have thought that there were few Japanese film exports in like eighties and nineties, mm. like Akira and films like that. Akira was the first, uh, I believe, or what one of, if not the first, like big um, Japanese like uh, export over to that got um, significant yeah, Western West, yeah. attention. That the West were like, oh my god, this is actually amazing. And then obviously, yeah. So you know, clips are uploaded to YouTube. Uh, mm. You've got sites like Tumblr that thrive on things like this and social I, media. And I think it's spread from there. I was going to say, I follow um, a load of different Twitter and Instagram uh, anime accounts because yeah. it's just, it's, I just love seeing people just, you know, share and talk about like all their different favorite anime. Yeah. And it's, a, it's such a good way of like learning about different animes that maybe you weren't you like sort of accustomed to but we're like oh my god this actually looks sick like one of my earliest memories um was back in was back in secondary school mm. i i mainly just watched anime yeah uh, like i didn't read any of the manga for example yes. and i i still am but was basically centered on shonen anime yeah so, <clears throat> yeah my, my, you know big muscly men fighting each other you know, yes. with loud noises and stuff yes um but then on a school trip, one of my friends, James, he gave me a uh, manga to read. Um, yes. he, he brought a couple called, and it was called Inuex Boku SS. And it was about, if I can remember rightly, there was a load of like different children who were actually like demons or or like um, different like sort of creatures. And they were yeah. being supervised by different guardians. And it, okay. basically, it basically follows their story living in this sort of uh, residence basically being protected from the outside world basically so they don't cause harm yeah. and no one causes harm on them and it's based about the relationships that are formed between this new member and yeah. her guardian and all the others and i was like oh my god manga is awesome i need to read this <laughs> but also it wasn't shonen it was more even though it was steeped in fantasy yeah the actual like demons it was more it's kind of like slice of life. Like it yes. was basically about people's struggles a in the blend world of the two. And it was like, oh my god, I need to, you know, watch and look at anime like I need this. To, uh, I need more of this. I need more I'm of hooked. this type of stuff. Just to give you um, some context out there, so most anime before it's um, animated is in a written format called manga, uh, and Shonen Jump is, I think, the biggest publisher of manga. Yeah, we currently. I think it's the biggest weekly publisher. Yeah, biggest weekly publisher because I know they do a magazine where mm. they publish chapters and, in and then release the full volumes. And it's probably one of 
for 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 different sorts of manga and anime and different things. It's like keeping up week to week to be in the top twenty of yeah. Shonen Weekly is very tough. It's and, the prestigious, and I think in that sense, that pressure just creates better um, manga and better yeah. anime in the future because, like, obviously, the work pressure to keep it as good as yeah. it can be. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think. If 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 anyone's interested out there, I believe you can actually get a subscription to Shonen Weekly, and if I'm not if I'm not wrong, I'm, I have to look back at it. It's actually not that expensive. No, it doesn't translate. I think um, it's like expensively from pounds to yen. I think it's like three pounds a month. Okay, that's not bad at all. And it was I, I looked at. I think it was Shonen Weekly on, but this is like um on an online platform. Yeah, I was like. I need to get this. And then at the time, I didn't want to get it because I wasn't earning money. So I was like, I was a bit wary. Yeah. But now I'm looking to go back, see if see if I can get a subscription. Yeah. Because... Or see if they do a free trial thing and they see how you go. Do. Yeah, just look it up. But I believe Shonen Weekly is just, you know, tuppence at the minute. Yeah. So any pre-existing manga or anime fans out there, go and investigate. <laughs> any new people looking to get involved in it, also head over there. Just, just, head up, just go read some good manga. Yes. But back to the anime in the west yes um it really had its boom in the 90s oh heavens yes really had its boom in the west with the likes of cartoon network getting licenses from um from japanese uh, companies to license it over and show it over in the west yeah and obviously we've already talked about it but the big one that blew up in the west was dragon ball z yes i remember every morning waking up at like because it was on at some ungodly hour for like a six-year-old so it was on at like six or seven o'clock in the morning probably because it was not violent but you know compared by american standards compared to what was on cartoon network at the time it was definitely like oh this is a bit more because actually blood is shown and stuff like that whereas other programs i remember getting up just every morning i'm like oh my god this is like the The best best cartoon i I sort of i always wondered like why it was shown so early and like never shown during like prime time obviously or i was like yeah it's, it's, it's kind of it's more, hardcore. It's a bit more serious it's than like Johnny Bravo and yeah. Conan yeah. Kiss Next Door. As sort of the popularity grew with anime coming to this country, um, Western animated companies, so like Cartoon Network and you, you know Nickelodeons, yeah. started like implementing anime style design yeah. and like themes into their shows. Yeah, I already knew one off the top of my head, and me, me and you share a love for this series. Yes, it's the Avatar, the Last Airbender, and the Legend of Korra, which so are so good. I mean, fabulous. I I've watched a video. If if you if got if go on YouTube, there's this video by this uh, YouTube animator called Emmy Richu, where she's discussing with her also YouTube animators, Errol and Didas, and they're talking about basically crushes that um, Errol and Didas had um, during you know uh, anime crush they had during their childhood. Yeah, and they get to a point where they're talking about Avatar, and she says she hasn't watched it, and the reaction that they give. They are shocked and appalled. Outraged. Because, in my opinion, from a, from a Western animated standpoint, I think it's the best animated show that's been. Yes. I'm trying to th- wonder if there are any more... In terms of like, you're wondering if any if any um, cartoon or animation Western in the West can get close. Could, uh, mm, probably not. I mean, Young Justice is very good, but I'm not going to go off on a tangent mm. on that. But yeah, Avatar exceeded all expectations. It took the world by storm, and still, despite Legend of Korra finishing about what 
five years ago now at God, least. Is it that long? It's still got a rampant and strong fan base. I mean, people are still calling for a new series. I mean, we're getting the uh, live ad- adaptation on Netflix, which has been long in pre- uh, long in like production, and I think hopefully that's because it will be good. Yeah. I think Netflix really want to get this right because yes. of how much it means. But um, two other animations that, uh, thinking about it originally, I didn't think were, but looking back, I can see sort of influences in there. Yeah. Is also one of my favourite animated series, Batman the Animated Series. Like yes. The OG with Mark Hamill as the Joker. Yes. And a little known series that I just mentioned there called Teen Titans. Yes. Raven is my current mood. I I really didn't think about it originally, but when it was mentioned in this article that I read, I was like, it it makes so much. Looking at Teen yeah. Titans, it looks like well, a wasn't superhero. Wasn't the intro sang by um, a Japanese band? Because they, if I remember correctly, the theme tune would take it in turns. So one episode it'd be sung in English, and then the next episode the theme song would be sung in Japanese. I I remember the Jap um, the English spoken version, and it's very japanese like j-pop influence yeah like the i remember it, it was a female with like a high voice yeah and like the music was very much reminiscent of j-pop yeah and it was like in one opinion one of the best openings to an animated series yeah. ever and it's just like looking at them shows it just sort of makes me frustrated that people look at them and are like oh yeah this animation's cool yeah. but then when you mention anime they're like oh anime is, but if any uh, like much like you said with like manga competing to be in shonen jump mm. i think these american shows saw this anime and was like this is the level we need to be working yeah. towards because this is art and this is what people are responding to and enjoying mm. and it's very difficult to f- choreograph swift graphic action uh, but yeah, these series, Avatar, Batman, animated series, and Teen Titans do it really well. I mean, and there are more to boot, but I thought I'd just mention them three. Just yeah, like, but, they're um, like the big ones. But then that just leads on to discussion, like, what are the Western views of anime compared to, like, the Japanese views of how they view anime? Yes. And what significant part it plays. So I found this um, article on Japan Info, Yeah. and basically it summed up that the majority of Westerners, I'd say more of the older generation who yes. didn't grow up with it at all yes. and see it, they view it as basically like a cartoon in the sense that it's there primarily for children and to make merchandise. Yes. And a, a problem with this argument is, is that they're somewhat true in the sense that probably th- the biggest known anime in the West is not actually Dragon Ball. Yeah. It's actually Pokemon. Yes. Because, and people don't think of it as an anime. It was more widely accepted in the West yes. than it was any other. So it was just viewed as a because cartoon. Because you had the takeoff of the games. Exactly. And the trading cards. Yeah. And just everything about Pokemon just blew up over here. Yeah. And unfortunately for Pokemon, I believe it's taken that route in the sense that you look at the series back then with the Indigo League. Yes where I think for a children's anime, it was, I think it had some superb animation at times. Oh, yeah. For the time. But you look at it now and you can see the Pokemon company itself is focusing obviously more on the merchandise with like the gaming, the toys, the cars, the whatever. Yes. Because that makes them so much more money than the series does now. Yes. It's sort of like, if I got one of them graphs, it's one of them ones that, you know, sort of crosses at a point. Yeah. Where like the series 
at one point made more money than the merchandise, but now yes. it's obviously the merchandise just makes way much more money. I have quite a few thoughts on this. First of all, uh, Pokemon, there is a Pokemon anime, but to me, looking back compared to other anime I've watched, it wasn't like a proper anime anime no. in the sense yeah. that the Pokemon animes followed what a lot of um, Western cartoons do, where mm. the episode starts... Uh, everything is fine. There is a problem. There is a resolution to that problem mm. and the episode ends and there's very few recurring factors within the following episodes. That has... It, it sticks to a formula yeah. each episode, yeah. Apparently that has changed with later seasons of Pokemon. There is more of a sense of continuity and ramifications and <laughs> the, it, and they're pri primarily games. That was the first mm. format they appeared in and then they created the anime series based off of the popularity of the games. I, I remember Generation 1 and 2, like, I more 2 in the West, mm. just, like, blowing up. And then from there on, I think it, it, it has dipped off at a point because I think the novelty of Pokemon for some has weared off. Yeah. But I remember, like, around Generation 2 to 5 of Pokemon over here Yeah, was, like, the golden age where it was just everything was Pokemon, if yes. you know what I mean. Especially Generation 3. I don't know if you remember Ruby, Ruby Sapphire. and Sapphire. Honey, I'm 25 years old. I was playing... I've been playing those games since I was, like, four. It, Emerald is what's still one of my top ten games of all mm -hmm. time. It was, but... Uh, that, I mean, that just sort of confirms with this Western view of merchandising that it wasn't really a series. It was yeah. more about merchandise. It it paved the way for future mm. anime examples because you had Digimon as well, which followed shortly after. Oh, yeah. God, that Digimon. had a little bit more sense of... I think if... Continuity. Yeah, I think if, if you wanted... If, if Westerners wanted a more Japanese traditional anime like sort of thing to look at that's similar to Pokemon. Yeah. I think Digimon was a lot better. Yeah. Because it was obviously just Team Rocket being like basically it's Team Rocket again and again and again and again. Yeah. And again. yeah. It was like very different scenarios. Yeah. yeah. However, there are people in the West and a lot of people in fact uh, who appreciate anime and anime culture. Oh course, yeah. Nowadays. Absolutely. Um it's boomed. Obviously was we've got we've had series you know that broke through the mold in the nineties like Dragon Ball, Sailor Moon. Oh my gosh, Sailor Moon! Yes, what a series that was. An Astro Boy obviously made yes. their way to the West. People, you know, at that point were like, "Yo, that's the real substance I, here." Like, w why would I watch the stuff on Cartoon Network, yeah. Nickelodeon, Blue Rep when I could watch this, which has so much more yeah. sort of content and um, like. You know, just themes and conventions around it. Yeah, like no Tino Shade to Powerpuff Girls and Cow and Chicken and all that. But <laughs> the animation was better. The characters usually would develop more. Oh, Yu-Gi-Oh as well. Yes, Yu-Gi-Oh, Yu -Oh, Beyblade. Or Dual Monsters, as it was Dual called. Monsters, called, yeah. yeah. <gasps> Beyblade, oh my God. Uh, funny enough, I never got into that. I never saw what was so exciting about Spinning Tops. It was... So big in my primary school. So big. Mine. Beyblade was the bomb. They it, were banned, as, along with Yu-Gi-Oh cards and Pokemon cards, because people would just bring them in and lose them or they'd get robbed. Yes. And they were that popular. I, I remember the good old days of, from my primary school years, like year three and four, just like trading Yu-Gi-Oh and Pokemon cards. Yeah. And there'd be someone, in, there'd be like a gang in the corner with their little Beyblade plastic ring and yeah. their like Beyblades fight. It was like... I love, and obviously at the time I didn't know it was anime and I was, I was yeah. like, this is, this is awesome. 
with all these elements and uh, sort of, you know, the popularity of anime at the yeah. time, uh, people not only took an interest in anime itself in yeah. the West, but they took an interest in Japanese culture. Yeah. Um, obviously, they wanted to try Japanese foods. And yeah. something that is sort of joked about nowadays and is sort of like a meme within the anime community is that obviously people learning Japanese yes. either from anime or because of anime. I am that person. And because of this, it led to the introduction of the Japanese language proficiency test in 1984. Really? Because of the West's interest in the Japanese culture Marvelous. and learning it from anime. They were like, so, you know, we're actually going to make a test where, you know, we're actually test you if you actually know Japanese yes. or if you're just taking phrases from anime. Yeah. From anime. And I think, I think that's great because you could see there a real intent for people not just to watch this and like oh i appreciate it but to learn about yes. it and learn about japanese culture and i mean yes weebs are sort as they're called are looked Weeboos. down upon yeah but i sort of do appreciate the people who just take it and like yeah. accept and like i am a weeb i like japanese I mean, culture the, th the whole thing with the whole we weeaboo concept mm. so again to break it down a weeaboo is someone who adopts japanese language cultural practices and whatnot and applies it to their own life Think to the I... point where it's almost yes, cultural appropriation i suppose you could consider it yeah like so for example if i was just not in the mood for something i could say yale yale does which is uh the famous quote from jotaro from jojo's bizarre adventure mm -hmm. where he's just like good grief sort yeah of. and i've seen a lot of people do it and it's quite funny actually <laughs> i think if it's used within an inside within mm. other fans of anime then it's fine it's if i were to use that like when i if i went to the bank yeah and they were like no i'm sorry um yeah you can't check your uh, bank account and i'd be like yare yare baka Nani? Means, yeah and they'd be like what and then be like oh you just don't get it and it that that's the pro issue people have mm. with weeaboos i think i think or weebs if if it, yeah, if it's used in the right context, yeah. with like friends and stuff, and not in real Western life, yeah. where no one's going to understand what you're saying. I think it's perfectly acceptable. Yeah, too. I think if you really want to learn Japanese, anime is a great place to start. Anime is a good place to start, but don't rely on it. Yeah, if you know what I mean. As we were mentioning earlier, we want to go back to obviously anime then had a knock-on effect with Western, Western animation. animation, and obviously we mentioned it earlier, but we I just want to talk more in depth about it avatar because i th think no other show has had such an impact on western animation with its um inclusion of anime style art yes. than avatar did yes like it's not an exact well this is the thing there's this is a long-going debate is avatar anime for a show to be considered anime does it have to come from japan or does it just have to imitate the art style and storytelling I... Because uh, Avatar is completely American produced. Yeah, produced by Nickelodeon yeah. themselves. Uh, again, fantastic series. The art style is similar to anime art style. Mm. The only thing is, is that it's not really from Japan. No, like, so the art style is more realistic than you'd say other um, typical Western animations. Yes. And a lot of the themes of like love and betrayal and hate and of and all these character sort of development Just, happens yeah a lot. character development is a big part of this and in in dumb in some ways even though it's set this is something that um, anime does a lot even though it's set in a fantasy type world yes or like a bygone age world yeah 
There is a lot of slice of life moments within oh, heavens, Avatar. Oh, yes. And I've, all these like factors put together, it just, that's why the argument for is this an anime or not really came about because it does all of these things as well as a traditional Japanese produced anime would. Yeah. I personally don't believe it's an anime. It's a anime influenced Western animation. Yes. I'm one of these people who believe if it's an anime, it has to come from Japan. Yes. Because in essence, it's not, so an anime is one that is written in Japanese, spoken, the anime is spoken in Japanese yes. and then tr- dubbed over, not like the other way around if yeah, that's yeah, the case. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if you wanted like a cushioned, ver- like a cushioned entrance. A transitional Yeah, into anime, show. watch Avatar. It's sort of an easy way of understanding concepts and themes yes. and conventions of anime yeah. without actually you know, delving headfirst into anime and going, what's all this? What do I watch? There yeah. are so many different choices. Yeah. So, yeah, if 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 you haven't watched it's, Avatar... It's a gateway show. You really need to yeah. watch Avatar because it is... Is it the best? I'd say it's the best. One thing that uh, we wanted to talk about, referencing when you said that could you consider Avatar an anime or not? Yeah. This one is a bit more difficult. Yeah. So one of the biggest moments that ever happened for western influenced anime yeah was uh, a little show that you've watched i know more I than me have. called ruby it's yes. a um show produced by rooster teeth yes. and it's very much inspired by anime yes and it was the first ever american produced inspired anime to be marketed to japan yes so not the other way around no so that begs the question even though this is Western and people yes. like in the West or most people in the West like, oh, anime is for children or not. Yeah. Can this be considered an anime? <laughs> Again, this this has got the Avatar debate mm. surrounding it as well. Rooster Teeth uh, consider it an anime. There is uh, manga volumes of it out there mm. now. It's creator Monty Um, rest in peace. Um, well, and the two writers on it, Miles and um, Kerry Shawcross. Both massive anime fans of like Gurren Lagann and mm. um, Fairy Tale and things like that. Again, as, cl- as close as the style is to replicating mm. anime, you know, with the to the big eyes and the crazy hairstyles and uh, the beautifully choreographed fight scenes, it's American produced. Yeah, Rooster Teeth are based in Texas. I think I would agree with you in the sense that it's not anime. However. It's the closest thing the West has, probably, yeah, to an a traditional it's, anime. It's all computer generated as mm. well. But the thing you're mentioning, like the fact that this isn't just an anime; it's got a manga as well. I mean, I know Avatar has the comic books, yeah, by Dark Horse Comics, but it's not. Even though they're very similar, manga and comic books are different. Yes, you can't just because. Uh, Avatar has a comic book. You can't say, "Oh yeah, that it's it's just as inspired as Ruby because it's got this comic book." It's like no, manga is a lot different. It's comic books are coloured, and they're very they target themselves more to a child audience. I'd say yes, a, a comic book. Whereas manga, yes, it's also marketed to a child audience, but it's also something an adult can read and get the same feeling yeah. out of. It has to contain adult themes within it and a comic book won't do like adult stuff. Yeah. 
whereas a manga might. Yeah. So that's why I think Ruby just has the pip in ahead of Avatar yeah. In the sense it's of... it's difficult because it, if I were to see an image of Ruby or a screen mm. cap, I'd be like, oh, anime. Yeah. If like if I'd never seen it before or knew nothing about it, and it does. Uh, a, a, there are story arcs that characters that come in and out all the time. Mm. You know this great soundtrack and you know character development, character death even, and because there's the same debate with film so mm. let me use an example of the harry potter films set in england an mm-hmm. english cast mm-hmm. following the lives of english people but mm. it's produced and funded with american money yeah so is it an english film or an american, or an american film? film and it's the same thing instance with with this this yeah is it so it follows and sticks to all the bylines of anime of themes the and only, conventions and yeah, ways of doing it but it's produced in america that's the only thing <sighs> And it's at this point where we the lines become so the blurred line, it, that they just fade out of existence yeah. altogether. Yeah, it's one of them things we'd have to. I think we have to come back to this in the later podcast and maybe yeah. talk about it in uh, further detail. Like find sources about this to end this sort of discussion on like Western inspired anime and stuff. Just to link it back to why it's viewed, why anime is not as viewed as well in um, the West as it is in the East. With all this evidence that's you know, bit like being presented with like the likes of Avatar. Yeah. Like even though these things like on such things like Cartoon Network and Nickelodeon, I'm just just want to ask you, how can people see these as childish, and why are, why are more people not engaging with like anime when there's when it's clear that Western animation yeah. in itself has been just as inspired by anime? I think in a historical context, and this is my opinion, mm. it's an export from Japan, mm-hmm. and obviously. Older generations will remember World War Two, yeah, when the West was fighting against Japan, mm-hmm. and it's that whole sense of again, I could be wrong. This is just my opinion. No offense meant here. It's that idea of oh well, we're not gonna bother with anything from you know Japan because they because they were like oh it's from Japan. We're not having anything to do with them because we fought against them and those old underlying rivalries and that mm. that tension. Yeah. That memory of this is a country that countries that were against each other. Why are they going to be involved mm. with each other? And but obviously, as time has passed, and obviously as a kid, you don't know the difference between where it's from. No, an animation. Uh, yeah, to a kid in animations and animation. Yeah, there's no sense of. But to an adult, they should know. They should be more informed before they make yeah. a decision. Because I think my my reasoning or thinking behind this of why. I'd say older generations, say like 30s onwards yes. more, don't appreciate anime as action art form, not yeah. a cartoon, is because traditional Western animation from well, yeah. when they grew up has just taught them that this is what anime, animations or cartoons yeah. are for. Yeah. Whereas over time, that has become very much different. I'd say you could, you could argue some Western animations now. I mean, yes, they're targeted to kids, but have more you could say darker or adult themes that like yes. can be enjoyed by an adult more yes. rather rather than just a child enjoying it i would urge anyone who doesn't know about anime or has like very little knowledge and think it's similar to what we have in the west go watch some anime because you need yeah you you need to like at least once in your life just 
watch something like from Studio Ghibli or oh, Avenger. a shonen anime and just appreciate what it does and why so many people love it before yeah. you make a decision on all these weebs that are going around. Yeah, or dismissing it as, oh, it's because you can get dubbed version of anime. Mm. Personally, I prefer to watch it subbed because it sounds better to me. But uh, yeah, that's a booming business at the moment as well um, uh, for voice actors mm. is sub, uh, dubbing anime. I mean, I think that it works in the same way as foreign film does. Yeah. Personally, I don't watch many foreign films. Mm. Not because I think they're lesser or inferior in any way. It's just... You don't know much about Yeah. Them. Yeah. It's just never an avenue I've gone down. Whereas there are people that I know that will watch almost exclusively foreign films mm. as opposed to Hollywood blockbusters. Like just to... Not in a negative way or a bad way. It's just a preference. I would like to say highly recommend just go out and watch some anime. Yeah, you don't have to watch a full. Just watch a few episodes yeah. and just make like sort of appreciate what it is. I think that's a good place to end this episode here. Yeah, but next episode we are going to be talking about the references it's had, not just in cartoons, but in just yeah. media in general. Yes, and then we're going to put two behemoths of animation against each other. Oh, Walt mama. Disney Company Limited, yes. blah, blah, blah. Future overlords of the world. Future overlords of conglomerate <laughs> businesses. And possibly their biggest rival in terms of matching them for animation and yes. storytelling and such like that. Yeah. Which some of you people may not know much about their films, but you definitely know the name. Yeah. And that is Studio Ghibli. Yes. But we're going to end this episode here. Thank you for joining us on the Demon Podcast. Yes. And we'll on see the Robcast. On the Robcast. And we'll see you in episode <laughs> two of the Robcast. Until next time, guys. Bye. Oh, no. Is it over? Well, don't worry, because if you head on over to Demon FM Podcasts on Anchor, you can listen to all of our other podcasts, as well as keep an ear out for any new episodes. You can also find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. Go on, have a listen. I support you. <laughs>